Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you are doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday morning or whatever time of day it is for you right now. Um, let's start things off with the weather update as per usual. So in my city, in Calgary, it's an interesting contrast right now. It's very sunny. When I look out my window, it's very sunny, lots of sunshine. It looks like a warm day. However, you also have the contrast of looking on rooftops because when I look at the rooftops, there are roofs around me, because I'm in my house right now. There are rooftops around me that have big piles or big chunks of snow. And essentially what that means is that yes, it's sunny, but it's probably not overly warm outside quite yet. It's probably something like, oh, I don't know, just above freezing, like a couple of degrees above freezing. That's probably what the temperature is currently. So, yep. As I've been saying every single day, I'm just waiting for spring, waiting for the days where it's finally, you know, t at least, you know, 15, 20, 21 degrees outside. For the American listeners, that's about 72, 73, 72 degrees, 71 degrees, 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Man, just waiting, waiting for those temperatures, man. I cannot wait. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not actually that against the snow. You, might, you guys might think, you guys might think that I dislike winter. I really don't like the winter when the reality is a more like neutral to winter but I guess weirdly because I'm talking about the weather and I'm so conscious about it now because I talk about it every day on the podcast it makes me realize like I prefer the warm weather like it's made me realize something about myself that I didn't know which is my prep my weather preferences but anyway um let's talk about my life here what's going on what's what's new so yesterday as I was saying I think I said in the podcast I went to some drop in badminton so every single week, there's ver there's various places across my city where you can basically go to a school or go to a, a, a gymnasium, go to a fitness center, and in the gym, they'll have like badminton nets, and it's essentially first come, first serve. The first people who come get to play, and then you take turns, and you get to play badminton. And it, I had a, if you guys follow me on Snapchat specifically, or Instagram actually, and you saw my story, my Snapchat and Instagram stories, you guys know this already. But um, it, was an, it was interesting to play badminton and to be really bad at it. Or rather, let me rephrase, I wasn't necessarily bad at badminton because I was, um, you know, I was decent, I guess one could say. But a lot of the people that I was playing with, I think they go there every time or they go there frequently. And a lot of them, you know, from the warm-ups they're doing, from the way they're playing, from everything, I could tell that... They've had like lessons or they've had, they maybe played professionally or like competitively, excuse me, not professionally, competitively, right? So I'm looking at all this, I'm going, huh. And what would happen is that when I played with people, I would lose so fast. And I felt like a bit of an idiot. I went with a friend of mine who's roughly at my level or kind of the same level. And when, you know, it, it kind of sucked because when I played with him, I don't care if I mess up because I know him well. We both kind of mess up on similar types of shots. Like, you know what I mean? But sometimes you might get paired with somebody different just because of how they would take turns on the courts. That's when I felt bad because often I'd get paired with someone who knew what they're mm -hmm. doing. And I was the one who, for example, you know, I was the one, for example, who was the worst. And so like the guy beside me or girl beside me, lady beside me would hit the shot over the net and they're hitting them. And then someone would hit a shot to me and I would just miss. And uh, so frustrated. It's like, ah, but on the other hand, I loved the frustration. I, I, I liked being one of one of the worst if not the worst player there like I, I like that feeling because first of all badminton I, I 
it feels like something I have a, some kind of natural skill with, like some kind of natural ability. Yes, I'm not the best, but it, it's not difficult. I feel like I can get better. And so um, what that leads to is I'm not very good at it currently in comparison to the other people. And yet I feel like I can get better. If I keep playing, if I maybe do some research on like how I'm supposed to hit the birdie, like how things are supposed to go and actually learn a little bit more because it has been a while since I've really played in school or anything. Um, I feel like I can get better and I'm just excited to, you know, in the future, it'd be, it's an exciting concept for me to then become like the best player there or one of the best players or among the top players. Like it's just such a, it's been a long time since I have been, I've been doing something that I'm really bad at and yet feel like I can get really good at it. It's been a little while and yeah, it's just a exciting thing in my life that I'm, I'm, uh, pretty excited about. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the language topic of the day. And the language topic of the day has to do with the following debate, let's say, which is, does the language you speak affect the way you think? Um, this is something I touched on very briefly. It would have been, uh, would have been, uh, whatever it was, a couple of days ago, I think, when I did the stranger talk. I believe we touched on the topic, but we didn't really go too far in. And I wanted to just open up a little bit of a discussion on the topic because there are people that believe, yes, the language you speak affects the way you think. And there's other people who believe, no, the language you speak does not affect it. I personally, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't really put a crazy amount of thought into it. I haven't looked at the research. I haven't done the research. I just have, a, I guess you could say, opinions based on my own experiences and the experiences of what I've seen. But anyway... Now, a lot of people think one, one side of the argument is, yes, the language you speak affects the way you think. And the reason is that in specific languages, you know, there's different types of words, right? There's different types of ways you might put your sentences together. And due to those differences between different languages, you know, it, there's one argument that you, you, you're wearing different glasses. You're, you're viewing the world through different lenses. I'll, I'll give you an example. It would be like in um, in in, uh, in in Gujarati, okay, in my language, Gujarati, my mother tongue. There are different words for aunt and uncle, right? Like an aunt on your mom's side is a different word than your aunt on your dad's side. An uncle on your mom's side is a different word for the uncle on your dad's side. There's different words based on like you know even the word for um, even like a cousin. Um, one thing people often say it's not a Gujarati thing, but we might often say a cousin's sister. It's something we might say. Um, second cousins are like aunts to us, aunts and uncles to, to us. So it's, it's just different terminology for different family members. So for example, if we look at something like cousin sister, now cousin sister, we we might say that in English, but a lot of Indian people will, or cousin brother, cousin sister, a lot of Indian people will, will, will use this kind of terminology and that affects things, right? It affects how you view the world because if you call them a cousin sister or cousin brother, Mentally, one could make the argument that you view that cousin much closer than, for example, a North American would view their cousin. Because the word brother or sister and the word cousin, brother and sister tend to be closer, like, I guess, emotionally, because you grew up with them. You're born around the same time, in the same household from day one. But cousin, maybe a little bit more distant. Maybe you saw them a few times a week. Maybe you didn't see them that often, or maybe whatever, right? So there is that concept that perhaps a cousin is more distant than 
you know, a blood, a blood relative, like a, not a blood relative, excuse me, a brother or a sister. So due to this language usage of, oh, cousin, sister, cousin, brother, right, which is something that's relatively common, you know, one could make the argument that you view, it, it affects the way you view the world. And imagine with all the inc intricacies of language that, granted, a lot of people say is going to affect how you think. Now, the other side of the argument is that, no, how can the types of words you use affect how you view things? Like, how could you say, because you speak Spanish, or because you speak English, because you speak French, you now wear the, you now view the world from this lens. That's just not an accurate statement. How could that be true? How could it be that because you happen to be born somewhere where people speak a specific language, now your brain is wired differently to view the 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 world in a specific way and there, I, th I believe there's research on both sides i don't really know what the right answer is now my perspective um just again based on my own opinion not based in science or anything but just my 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 two cents on the topic when i've thought about it is that i think yes language the language you speak has some effect on the way you view the world now i don't know if it's a massive effect i don't think it's a huge effect and most importantly, I don't know if every single person is going to be affected in the exact mm -hmm. same way because there are, you know, major dialectal differences. There are, there's just a lot of different differences, right? And I don't think that, I don't think it's fair to say that the language you speak affects the entire population of that speaks that language per se. Now, I, I, but I don't know how big of a difference it makes. I think the bigger difference is made by where, I guess you could say the environment you are in. So for example, perhaps you speak, you know, perhaps you speak, uh, I don't know, you speak Gujarati, okay? Gujaratis, let's say you're born in India, right? You live in a specific region. There are different things in relation to Gujarati culture because and that are going to affect the way you think. And it's not necessarily, in my perspective, the language that is affected the way you're thinking, but rather the culture that is surrounding that language. Like a fantastic and recent example for my life would be uh, listening to Gujarati short stories. Lately, I've been doing that every single morning. I haven't, I haven't talked about that actually, but I have been listening to Gujarati stories in the morning as a way to keep Gujarati in my life in some way, shape or form. That's like simple to do. So I've been doing that and mm -hmm. it's been very useful by the way. Um, so I've been listening to these stories and it's, it's, they're different stories than English stories. Like the types of morals and the types of messaging in the stories are completely different. And it, and it helps you understand what, like why many Indian people or most or all or whatever might value things, different things than perhaps a Canadian. So for example, one value that is relatively common that I've seen in some stories is the value of your parents and elders, like how you should be treating elders. And that is going to bleed into language use, by the way, because the way the types of vocabulary and the types of words that we use for elders and the way we, re we respect elders in Gujarati using language would be different than in other languages, especially for example, English, like it's, we use different types of language. Like for example, a very plain example was that we have a completely different word for you when we are speaking to someone who's older than us or that we should be respecting. And even like for he and she, we even not he and she, but we do have, a, I guess you could say a version of he and she. I can't think of the English translation in my head right now that we have to use a respectful form of. So anyway, as I was watching the stories, I was like, wow, if Gujaratis are growing up with these types of stories, and this is the type of stuff they're hearing, 
I understand how it's going to shape the way they think. And there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different, I guess we could say, versions of that, but that's one specific, uh, specific example, excuse me. So I think that's, that's kind of my take on it. It's not, yes, the language has some impact. Yes, perhaps it does. I don't really know. I think a little bit, not a major, massive, super duper one. But it's more around environment. It's more around the stories around you. It's more around, you know, who, who's your family? Who's your mother? What is your mom? What's your mom saying? What's the things that you're in your culture? What's your religion? What's this? What's that? It's the things that are surrounded by the language that creates that environment. So, um, yeah, I think that's the end of that topic. Wow, really short podcast. Only 12 minutes. Uh, yeah, a little bit over 12 minutes. Well, it is what it is. Um, sometimes it'll be shorter, sometimes it'll longer. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I guess we'll talk. uh, We'll talk next time. Bye for now.